Hi there, welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm your host, Alex Lewis. This week, we listened in on a conversation I had with T.C. Lin. He's known for many things, but we focused our conversation on street photography. Please enjoy. T.C. Lin, thanks for coming to the studios. How are you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Of course, we're here to talk about photography. Uh, could you tell me how you got into it? Well, I got into photography because basically my, both my mom and dad worked when I was growing up. And so I was home alone a lot and I was just looking for stuff to do. And I found the family camera and I started taking pictures. And my mom and dad got pretty sick of wasting film on shots of furniture, <laughs> like the cat. And so uh, they, they said, uh, you know, here's a camera of your own. And I just started doing that. Just started taking pictures of, you know, for high school stuff and you know, through college, just got into it. Yeah, so it's it was a hobby that kind of developed into, right now, you're a professor of photography. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, professor might be a bit of a grandiose term for what I do. Um, I, I instruct, I have, teach a course on photography at the Zhongzheng Community College in Taipei. And I've been doing that for a few years now. And it's just, it's enlightening to me to introduce this street photography, which is what I do and what I teach, to Taiwanese students and Taiwanese photographers who it's very structured otherwise here. The photography courses that you see generally are, you know, very basic technical stuff. Uh, here's how to take a picture of a sunset or a kitten or a kitten in a sunset or something like that. And it's different. And what I teach basically is, is how to observe the world around you that's happening in real time, not what you stage or what you imagine it to be, but what it is. So that's why you like street photography is because it's candid. Right. It's, it's it's real. It's not what I came up with for a studio's shot or some model. You know, I'm just sort of like, we're out there, you keep a camera on you 24-7, and whatever you see, if it's worth photographing, you know, take, take a shot. But with respect. And that's one of the things about street photography that I try, try to instill in my students is you have to treat your subjects with respect. You're not going out there saying, oh, look at that homeless person, look at that fat person, or look at the nose on that guy, or whatever. You know, it's, it's like, you know... Photographing someone is an act of respect. It should be. Where do you like to go in Taipei to get um, really good candid shots? Well, you can get candid shots anywhere. Um, I personally am partial to the older parts of town because they have this history to it. The older parts of Taipei are really fascinating. And lately I've been in the uh, Daraocheng area, you know, around Diwa, Diwa Street. Yeah. And that is a fascinating area. I've been curating a, an exhibition there uh, that's ongoing there right now. But... Uh, Basically, what it is is, is looking at Di Huajie and Daroshan from the view of uh, foreigners, foreign photographers, expatriates, and uh, local photographers. And, and it's, just, it's really interesting to see how different people see it differently because that's the, that's the genius of photography is this is how I see the world. About perspective. Right. Okay. Uh, were you always interested in street photography or did you dabble in other types of photography? Well, street photography has sort of come about as a this term has come about as a result of this sort of internet phenomenon. It didn't used to be called that. It was just candid photography. People like Gary Winogrand, people like uh, Henri Cartier-Bresson did it, but it wasn't called street photography. It was just photography back then. But street photography has sort of become this sort of catch-all phrase for. Actually, it's become an excuse for a lot of really bad photography. Just like, <laughs> well, it was street photography. I didn't. I only had a second to get it, and all these excuses, but. It's possible, it's hard, but it's possible to get really good street photography. Yeah, I know of the story of Vivian Meyer. Mm -hmm. uh, I watched a documentary about her. If anybody doesn't know about her, they can look up the documentary. But uh, she was a street photographer, I guess you would call her a street photographer, who wasn't 
known until her uh, negatives of some of her photos uh, were discovered. Yeah, what happened was John Maloof, he, he went to this auction, he found all of her stuff, and he bought it because he was just looking for just regular stuff in Chicago area or whatever. And he found all these negatives. And actually, he went, he didn't know what to do with it. He thought, this is, I think it's good, I'm not sure. And so he went on to this uh, Flickr group that I administer, actually, called Hardcore Street Photography. And he came up, he came to us and he said, I found all this stuff. Is it any good? What should I do with it? There's a thread in there. And we're like, wow, this is really good. You should do something with it. And of course, eventually, uh, the vultures started coming out and saying, wow, you should make a lot of money from this. But um, it's interesting because John came to us and we told him, to, to, to take it out there and show people because it's really good work. And then he just sort of went from there and he made the movie and all that stuff. That is really cool. That's far out. Back to street photography because that's a whole other topic. Uh, what type of camera is best for street photography? I would assume it's your phone because it's more discreet. You can just, you know, you won't disturb the environment that you're in. Yeah, sure. I mean, whatever you're comfortable with, whatever you're most comfortable with is fine. I mean, I've seen people use huge cameras for street photography, but it's really more about the attitude with which you you take when you're engaging in it more than the actual camera itself. A, a camera phone is fine. My students, some of them use cameras, uh, phone cameras, and, you know, that's fine. I, I don't have any sort of bias as far as that. I, I don't encourage people to use really long tele- telephoto lenses because that's not really street photography in my opinion because it's sort of like a paparazzi sort of thing. It's, you're sneaking sneaking into the scene and it looks all far away and spy shoddy, you know. Mm. But, uh, yeah, anything with a, a, a normal lens, box with a hole in it, and that's all you need, really. One of the things that I should caution, a lot of people think, well, I have to buy this camera or that camera, and it's you almost never improve your photography by getting new gear. I mean, just about any camera these days is really good, even phone cameras, and you can hardly go wrong. So, you know, that's a lot of people think, well, if I only had this camera or that lens or whatever, you know, then I'd be really good. But that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, it's like buying gym equipment and expecting to get buff. Yeah, yeah. Or like people buy, you know, well, this song will sound really good if I get this high-end audio equipment that costs, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. But no, I mean, your ears are the same ears. So it's about the work that you put in. Yeah, it is. Or honing your craft. Yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, have you seen the level of interest in photography um, grow over the years, or especially street photography in Taipei or Taiwan? Taiwan is slowly catching up to this sort of global craze for street photography. And as I said before, street, photo- street photography has a lot of uh, terrible stuff going on. <laughs> I mean, terrible photography, but you're going to have that. I mean, that's just the same with any photography. But I think in in Taiwan, it's sort of gradually catching on a bit, and you see more people out there with cameras taking shots i think it's encouraging i think it's it it encourages people to pay attention to the world around them especially in this age where really very few people are taking an active interest in the actual world around them because they're you know got their heads down their phones Mm, yeah so it's kind of encouraging people to look up once in a while look around you know Mm. look at your fellow humans basically of course everyone else has it has in their phones too but so I get a little I get a lot of shots of people looking at their phones and that's like oh, another one but you know not all hope is lost yeah uh, what piece of advice would you give people just starting to get into uh, photography as a hobby I think examine why you're interested in it um, I know of people I've heard of people that are into street photography 
because they think it's really cool or they think it's really it's a, like a really hip thing to do, but they're not really interested in the photography. They're just interested in uh, looking like a photographer or whatever that means. But uh, I think if you're interested in observing the world around you and expressing your vision through photography, a lot of people, they're very shy. They don't, they're not really good in social situations. But when you look at their photography, they're saying a lot a lot that they can't get through verbally, perhaps, or in social situations. So I think it's another venue for expressing yourself. And I think if that's what you're, what you're interested in doing, then great. I think more power to you. Uh, do you have a favorite photographer, local or otherwise? I have many favorite photographers. <laughs> Actually, we, as part of this Dadochen uh, Arts Festival that we've been doing, one of my friends uh, is a photojournalist here, and I've known him for many years. His name is Dang Yang Yi. And uh, he's an excellent photographer. He just gave a talk on the at the uh, at our symposium. He has so much to say about photographing in Taiwan. He's one of the better photographers here, I think. Also, I have some friends who are of the older generation of photographers here. People like uh, Sun Zaoliang, who who do more, I guess, more art art photography sort of things. As far as favorite photographers altogether, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a fan of a lot of photographers. William Eggleston is one who is one of my favorite photographers. Cartier-Bresson, Cortez, there's a whole laundry list. What is your favorite photo that you've personally taken, and what's the story behind it? The cliché answer to that is the photo I'm going to take next. Of course, that's probably not true, but <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have a photo. The, the way I look at my photos differs every time I look at them. So I might love this photo today, I might hate it tomorrow. Kind of um, depends on where you are in your life or something. Or yeah, it does. Feel. I mean, I, I tend to not look at my photos for a while after I take them because I want to forget the emotional circumstance under which I took it because that colors it. And I want to be objective when I judge a photo. So I usually take a bunch of photos, put them away for like six months or so, three months, six months, and then take them out and look at them. And then I'm like, oh, that, yeah, that's a decent shot hmm. because I can see it objectively. Yeah. But everyone, these days, everyone's like instant share, instant share, instant share. And of course, I'm guilty of that too. I've got Instagram right. and it's all my phone shots. I'm just like, put it right up the day of and <laughs> and then forget about it because that's Instagram. Hmm. Do you like Instagram? Instagram is fun. As I said, I use it for phone shots because it's this tiny little screen, right? You can't really see like the real photograph. Some people might think that's kind of snobbish of me, but I like to see a print. You know, I like to see a physical photograph. But for what it is, it's fun. I don't play the, the hashtag game so much. I don't play the, the likes and favorites game because I only have, like, people talking to me, oh, I'm looking, I'm, I want to break 100K or 200K, and I'm like, I'm still working on a K, you know? <laughs> Just, you know? So, uh, but it's fun for what it is. It's, there's, I like Flickr more for photography because you see the whole photo. It's a big screen. It's a nice image, and you also have the community. So you have the, the communication going on. You don't really get that in uh, Instagram so much. Uh, do you have any other exhibits featuring uh, your art or your photography going on and any other events going on that you want to talk about? Well, there's the Daraocheng photography. I have two exhibitions there about the, the foreign... Uh, Daraocheng through a foreign lens is what it's called. And that's at uh, URS-127, which is at number 127 Dewa Street, Section 1. And the other one is at number 27 Yenping North Road, Section 2, Second Floor. That's at the old Jiang Weisui Museum. And... Um, I'm actually part of a group called Burn My Eye, uh, an international photography collective that I founded or I helped found in uh, 2011. And we have a, a, an exhibit because I just did a workshop recently with uh, two other Burn My Eye 
uh, comrades in Taipei. It was the first one in Asia that we've done. And so we have our work, my my work up there at uh, Le Zinc Bar, which is just behind the Tsonghuam Temple in on Dihua Street. But also, it's my work, uh, the work of Andrew Kachanowski from the U.S. and uh, Junko Nishimura from Japan. And also another friend of ours who is a friend of BME, uh, Remy Narula, who is from Thailand. So that's... That's our work up at the uh, Lizink Bar, but it's 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 sort of associated with this uh, Dao Cheng uh, event. And you're also speaking events as well, right? Right. There's the the Zhang Liang Yi symposium that we did last Saturday, which is over unfortunately, so I can't tell you to go to that. But yeah. uh, next Saturday we have Ethan Zhang, and Ethan Zhang he's an interesting person. He is a street photography blogger of some note, and um, he has a lot of interesting things to say about street photography. And his his Chinese name is Sun Ba. And so if, if, if you've ever heard of Sun Ba's uh, street photography blog, he will be there in person at number 127 Dihua Street this Saturday at 2.30. He'll be t- giving a talk on that. Okay, and if you have future talks, how do people find out about that? Future talks? Well, this is all part of the, the Daocheng Arts Festival. When does that festival end? That goes through the month of October. So basically it's just October. But the... The photography from our workshop, all the students' work, will be up at uh, at number twenty-seven Yenping, starting in November. That'll be up on in November and December. That's about. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm just I'm just happy to be able to talk about photography in Taiwan. It's something that a lot of people say they're into, but it's sort of like out out of a sense of uh, obligation. Like, oh yeah, I'm into photography, but are you really? You know, it's sort of like yeah, it's a it's a thing to say. I'm a photographer, mm-hmm. but. Uh, it's really nice to communicate with people who are really into it and, and are really passionate about it. And that's one thing that I'm really interested in doing with my, with my course. Uh, what do you know about the photography industry here in Taiwan? I've talked to a few people within the industry, and they say that it's a good place to start out. But if you want to expand your... Influence? Influence, yes. It's probably best to move to another city like Shanghai or Hong Kong or something like that. Yeah, I've heard that. I've I've definitely been told that. And I'm not really a professional photographer. I don't rely on photography for my bread and butter. So I can't really speak to that. I know I know some professional photographers who have said similar things. If you want to like do product photography or model photography or, or landscape or whatever uh, that, that pays the bills, it might be good to expand beyond Taiwan. But for street photography, for what I do, Taiwan is perfect. Have you done any street photography elsewhere, like not in Taipei, like elsewhere in Taiwan? Oh, yeah. I take, I take my students on uh, trips sometimes. I mean, we're usually in Taipei, but sometimes we go south. We go to Ta- we've been to Tainan. We're going to Kaohsiung. Uh, we've, we've gone to other, other cities around, uh, around the island. It's interesting. Taiwan is, is it's different because photographing in Tainan, say, is different from photographing in, in, in Taipei. In Taipei, people might. There's a greater chance of people thinking you're up to something. Basically, they're kind of suspicious. Their guard is up. Yeah, their guard is up, and they're like, you know, what? I'm, I might be doing something illegal or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't had a problem with it. It's, it's been fine. But in Tainan, people are just so friendly and just so open. And the biggest danger that you'll have photographing in Tainan is, is people giving you the, the V sign, you know, for oh, every yeah. photograph. That's yeah. what they do. They're just happy. You know, they're happy to be photographed. So it's, it's interesting to see the differences around Taiwan. Actually, I never really thought about that. 
Um, I wouldn't because I don't take street photography. But um, <laughs> but you could. I could. Yeah. yeah. All, all you need is all you need is a phone to start any street camera. Shots. Any yeah. camera. It's all about how you see the world. Yeah. What constitutes a good photograph in terms of the street photography thing? Because you talked about how there's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. crap out there. I know. I, pro- I probably shouldn't be so harsh about that, but uh, a good street photograph is something that communicates to you, something that hits you down here in the in the soul. You know, it's not something like, oh, that's a technically pleasing pretty photograph it's you know but something that hits you it makes you say oh you know when you see that when it hits you and something that lasts it's not just the initial impression it's something that leads your eye around the composition and makes you discover little things about it and like makes you think of a story a photographer can't really tell a story by itself but it can make you think of stories of your own yeah. and it, it inspires that in you then i think that's a good photograph and uh what's like what's your success rate so if you take maybe 10 photographs how many of those <laughs> are, are are good photographs or ten is good yeah like ten I would or say none <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe out of a thousand I'll have a couple good ones I think I don't know it's, wow you you have to take a lot of photographs it depends I mean sometimes you're in the zone you're just like hitting them out sometimes you're just out there shooting all day and you don't get anything you just can't that but that's again it's kind of like gambling it's like you're out there in search of this uh, wonderful shot and you never know when it's going to happen it could happen under any circumstance yeah. you just don't know turn around the corner you never really expect it but you have to be open to it so it's it's that's just part of the excitement of it really it's just like this might happen this wonderful thing might happen it probably won't but you got to be open to it huh a thousand <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's, it's not easy it's not an easy mm-hmm. thing to do do you have a quick tip on how somebody could take a good photograph like how to frame it or anything like that or what to look out for i should say what I tell my students is they usually start out looking for interesting things and interesting people to photograph. But I, th- I tell them you're not looking for interesting things or people so much as you're looking for an in- interesting photograph. I'd much rather see an interesting photograph of a boring thing than a boring photo of an interesting thing. So if you're you're walking down the street, you see, oh, this look funny looking person. Okay, so, I mean, but you have to look at the whole photograph and everything that's in it. It's not just the person. It's not just whatever you're trying to put cram into your frame it's the whole frame it's the photograph that you're taking as a whole i mean you have to pay attention to everything from corner to corner you're responsible for all of that you know the background the foreground everything the light the shadow the colors everything Mm -hmm. speaking of that what do you think of uh, the instagram filters i think in moderation they're fine i mean it's i think if the first thing you notice about a photograph is the filter or the processing then it's a failure Right, yeah. Because it shouldn't be about that. It should be about the photograph itself and, and what's in it. The content. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's kind of a crutch that people might lean on? Yeah, there are lots of crutches people lean on. People buy big, big, uh, fancy lenses that give you this really creamy bokeh. And, you know, there's lots of crutches people... I mean, people convert things to black and white because they don't work in color. I mean, there's all sorts of crutches that people use. And if it works for you, fine. If you're happy with it, fine. But if you want to get better then maybe don't use so many crutches. How did uh, how did you get better over the years? Take any classes on photography or, did you, or were you self-taught? Uh, no, I, I never took any real courses in photography. I took a few, you know, in school, the basic stuff. I went to film school in New York, but that was like uh, cinema film. My suggestion would be to just practice a lot, take a lot of photos, and also look at good work. I think that's one of the main things, is to go to the library or go online and just look at work that inspires you. I mean, you can go to a sleep bookstore. It's open 24-7. 
you can just sit down in your aisle and just like leaf through all of these wonderful books and just think about this work. Why does it inspire you? Or this, why does this not inspire you? you know? Thank you very much for coming in. No problem. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed listening in on my conversation with T.C. Lin. It was great having him on the show to share his views on street photography. That's it for this week's Taiwan Talk. I'm Alex Lewis.